Welcome back to episode 42 of the Board Draw Podcast. Caught you there. You thought he was going to intro it. Nah, it's me. Um, yeah, I think we'll dive right in. Oh, my beloved Arsenal bottle in the Premier League. Luke, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it was an exciting weekend of football. Not for me. But there were <laughs> there was a few results that um, threw some spanners in the works for a lot of teams. If you've seen our predictions, I posted it... Um, Today, when we're filming the podcast, I posted it today on our Insta. Check out our Insta. We do like a weekly predictions. So we do it in the podcast, obviously, and then I post it on Insta and Twitter how we do. You can see how we've done. We had a shambles, mate. One correct score each, which is decent. But then normally we get like correct results. Barely any correct. It was just red. Like wrong result completely. I it mean, a, it was a mess this Look weekend. through the results this, this week, yeah. It was a mess. You had... Villa winning, which is, I mean, it, we'll beforehand was probably an upset. We'll talk about Villa because now you are back cooking. on it thinking. But yeah, you wouldn't have expected them to win and definitely not win 3 I mean, you probably expected Brighton to either draw or beat Chelsea. That was my correct score, 2-1 uh, Brighton. So. Everton, who've looked okay under Deitch against Fulham, Fulham on the beach. who've been sliding a bit. Uh, no Mitro, but that was a bit unexpected. Palace probably expected correct to- score. Probably expected them to beat Southampton, maybe. Wolves to beat Brentford 2 0s. Didn't expect that. Rogue one. Spurs to lose in the last minute to Bournemouth. You love to see it. Mad. Yeah. Um, Man City, City, obviously. Arsenal to draw against West Ham. (sighs) United to beat Forest, probably. (laughs) Liverpool to beat Leeds. Probably not 6 1, but you might have had them on to beat Leeds. But yeah. It was a weird weekend. Strange weekend of uh, results. But yeah, let's get right into it. Starting at Sundays, 2 o'clock. Showdown at the London Stadium. I was at the pub, fuming. Um, well, not fuming at the beginning. Fuming oh, first mate. ten minutes, we looked like we would murder this team. And I said in the last podcast, I was like, we're going to pepper them. And for the first ten minutes, I was proved right. We were cutting them apart. Um, Martinelli had the run of um, Kufal. Gabriel Jesus was cooking. It was good. The first 10 minutes, they just couldn't handle us. Like against Liverpool, we were just different league. What, what is that about you? Where you're, like your first 20 minutes are incredible. And like obviously, no one's expects you to keep that up for the entire mm. game. But I don't think you, you actually physically could. Yeah. But you do tend to come out really fast and catch a lot of teams off guard. You're literally the opposite of Spurs. Yeah, I don't know what it is because this is like a complete opposite. Well, like not complete yeah, it is a complete opposite to the Liverpool game in the sense that... So we bottled the 2-0 lead both times. But the Liverpool game, there was like a moment that you could tell switch the side of the game, uh, Xhaka, Beef and Trent. Whereas this game, there was nothing in particular that happened that West Ham got an impetus from or we just couldn't handle. We just stopped doing anything after like 20 minutes. And so I don't know what that is. Jared Bowen had a bit of a game, didn't he? Yeah, he always seems to turn up against us. I think he's got four and four against us. Which yeah, is I mean, there was points where he was just gliding past the players. And I, I, I've watched him all season and thought, you're not as good as you were last season. Yeah, you, you lose, you've lost that edge. But this game, he was, he was good. Well, I've always said this about Arsenal. If you're having a stinker of the season, if you're looking to return to form, come play Arsenal because we'll hand you form back on a plate. It was Trent as well. He'd been cooked all season. Come play Arsenal. And now he's the best CDM right back since in Joshua Kimmich. Yeah, it's tapped. So yeah, come play Arsenal if you're looking to gain form. Um, but yeah, I think interestingly you brought up Jared Bowen because I want to get your kind of thoughts on Kieran Tierney. 
because I um, I was a big fan and I still am a big fan to an extent, but I think where I stand now is our project has moved on a lot faster than um, we've expected, and I think his shelf life is is verging on expired. I think he he's never really had a really good run in the Arsenal team. No, he's had a lot of injuries and a lot of you know time on the bench. Yeah, they bought in Zinchenko because of that. Really, mm. I think when they bought Tini in, he was going to be the number one starter for a few years, and then he got hit by injuries. Never really worked. Bought Zinchenko in. He just brings so much to the team in terms of his leadership and his, his, his like ability on the ball as well as off it. Mm. Um, that like I don't really understand what Tierney gives you over him. Maybe maybe Tierney's a bit more uh, an obsessive crosser. Like he loves to whip it in the box. Yeah, like but everyone's argument for Tierney is that um, he's more defensively sound, I and I don't even think he's that much more. De- maybe like by a smidge, but they're both their like weakest point is defensively. But where um, Zinchenko is poor defensively, he is probably on the pitch, the like one or second or first most important player on the pitch doing what he's doing, orchestrating the game. Whereas Tierney, yeah, he's like defensive, um, like capabilities are a smidge better, but he offers just so much less. And the problem that I've got at the moment is that Arteta is asking him to do the exact same thing to, um, Zinchenko he does. does. Have the IQ um, my guy is like nowhere near. I His think like the, pace of pass, his like reading of the game is so much worse. If Zinchenko is your number one, Tierney's a, a decent backup option. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you complain about that. I think he'd be a backup option for a lot of teams in the Premier League. I think he'd start for a lot of yeah, Premier yeah, League 100%. teams, but I don't think he is Champions League level. No, and I, I think... don't think he's top tier echelon. But you look at Man City though. Mm. Carl Walker, apparently Villa are interested in him. And then they've got like their backup Rico Lewis. Mm. Like their 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 wing back situation ain't as like um, yeah as rosy. But um, yeah, I think it just and comes not down. Really, to... many teams in the Premier League with like good wing backs anymore, especially like good depth at wing back. Like, like on paper, you, Trent and if you looked at the beginning of the season around. on paper, you would have said Chelsea. Yeah, Kukurea. After his, before he stunk it up. He stinks. Rich James, Chilwell. I've seen people absolutely coming for Chilwell at the moment, saying he's absolutely washed. So that left-hand side of Chelsea is a mess. Um, but yeah, yeah, back to Tierney. I think it's just it's come as a result of our project moving a lot quicker than maybe Arteta and Tierney expected. And yeah, I think just like at this very top level, unless you're playing a style that is very suited to him, maybe a free at the back and he's one of the wing backs where he doesn't have to get involved in like the players much. Well that's how he plays with Scotland, but he plays as one of the he plays centre backs, yeah, yeah. doesn't he? So And he kind of like inverts with um, Robertson and one of them will bomb on or whatever. But um yeah I think he's just for our style of play and where we want to go, I'm not sure he's that guy. I think as well You're not so that guy. If we obviously Saka misses the penalty is what it is. It's it's not great. It doesn't really... That comes under one of those where, when I was saying the other week, if you put it wide, that is a bad pen. That was a bad pen. Oh, what? The Salah one? Yeah. Against Arsenal? Yeah. yeah. Like, Salah, it, that wasn't even close. Bless him. It, but, I mean, I feel for him. Yeah, but big time. I, 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 think he's a, I think he's a top, top player. One of the best, best players in the world, Saka. Mm. But I think maybe, it, like, 
penalty, so it might be a stretch. I, I think I, just I, give him to Gabby Jesus. I, yeah, I think I it, I don't want to be like that guy and be like, oh, he's missed one for England, he's missed it for Arsenal, but. Sooner or later, it's going to stop playing on his mind. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's so like something he, he doesn't you're need. Better as well, just, gonna, like, just yeah. get rid of that entire thought process and just go look. You're going to get goals anyway. You're you're a class player. Yeah, yeah. If anything, Gabriel Jesus needs the goals. <laughs> so yeah, I would too. I would look to be um, yeah same. And um, on Saka, I don't think he had a very good game, but he's due one of those every now and then. I want to talk about the guy that I think is. And I don't want to dig him out because he's been a good utility player at Arsenal for many a year. Arsene Wenger was like, just because he didn't cost 50 million doesn't mean he's not going to be one of the best in the world. We're talking about Robert Holding. Robert Balding. Or Balding is what we used to call. Turkish hairline. Yeah, he's got a naughty hairline now. Shame that with the hair didn't come footballing ability. I think he would. Yeah, he's got uh, Maldini he, hair, but he wouldn't start not for Maldini Southampton. Ability. Nah, he wouldn't start for Southampton. I I don't think he's very good. I think he was back I, in the day, and he, he had was, was he really? Nah, he was. He was really good. He was fast, and he was techy. He he was very John Stones esque, and that's why everybody like bantered about Arsene Wenger saying that he was so John Stones esque. And then he'd done his ACL, and since then. He's just looked leggy. His decision-making is slow. And you saw that with, like, Bellerin, like, coming back from an ACL. It takes a bit it out of you. It takes it a bit out of you. You're slower. You're a little bit more scared to do things. And I think that's just him now. He's just off the boil. And the problem is his, like, ability to make the passes that Saliba does isn't there. And then we were playing a very aggressive line with Saliba. Ben White and Gabriel because Saliba's got that pace to get back like his one-on-one recovery pace is probably the best in the league for a centre-back and now that we've got Robert Balding we're playing deeper and especially at 2 up that's the problem it absolutely like inebriates your press doesn't it like it, 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 it cuts your press off at the source so it becomes more disjointed it's not as effective it's not as yeah. vicious there's not, it's not that intensity behind it because Everyone having to drop a little bit deeper to make up for him. Yeah, it's it's a strange one. But if we so let's let's talk about Arsenal though. Obviously, the result is two all. They dropped to uh, two points. City one closes the gap to three points. Three points, and we're playing but, them next week. But we're playing Southampton before it, that. On the Friday. grand scheme of things, yeah, I think if you offered Arsenal fans in after the World Cup this position, I think you might have taken it. Yeah, and obviously every game that you don't win is going to feel like a loss at this point because you're top of the table and you've been there for such a long period of the season. It, it's so easy for you to like turn your back on these on, on like on players after the result. I've seen Arsenal fan TV already popping out like a, like and it's ridiculous statements. Like yes, it wasn't the best performance, but how many performances have you had where you've overperformed? You've been overperforming all season. Let's be real, yeah. Your team should not be competing with Man City. No, should no not. team in the league should be competing. It with is Man City. an absolute miracle, yeah. and it's, a miracle does it a disservice because your, your players have been exceptional, mm. mentality monsters. I've seen people coming out saying Arsenal players they're getting soft again. This and that, pack it in, pack like it you, in, man. Hey, honestly. It's ridiculous. Like you should not be able to have an opinion if that's what. It no, I totally agree. I I think what you said is like a very good shout. That like if you offered Arsenal fans this position coming out of the World Cup, especially with Gabriel Jesus injured, everyone was thinking that's the title charge over. 
So for us to still be top of the league, yes, the gap is smaller now, but for us to still be top of the league with, what, like six, seven games left is good going. It's in your and hands. It's still in our hands. And I think, yeah, a, what a point uh, A point that I've seen quite a few people make on Twitter is that, yes, it's points dropped in the last two, but in the grand scheme of things, it changes nothing really because we still need to beat City at the Etihad. And that's always been the case. If they beat us at the Etihad, it's done. So we've always had to go there and beat them. And that's still the case. If we go there and beat them, the title charge is well and truly on. If anything, it'll catch fire, mate, if we beat them in the Etihad. I mean, but if we don't, yeah, it's sticky. That's, but th- that is the important thing. It's in your hands. Hmm. Just to uh, correct myself, you're four points ahead. Four I points thought, ahead. I thought it was three for some reason. But yeah, you're four points. Um, and they've got a game in hand. But if you go to City, and even if you get a draw... Mm. I think it's still all to play for. Like, yeah, I we, think they, it's just like, our fixtures are hard. City lose silly points sometimes. Yeah, like, you just got to hope they get Champions League. Yeah, like tunnel vision. That's it. Because I think if you offer City fans the chance of Champions League or, or Premier League, you know which one they're taking. Yeah, hundred percent. Every day of the week. So it's strange, but I mean, it's not an unlikely scenario that City go on to win both of them. No, and but, that'll um, be the treble. And I've seen City, uh, Man United fans trying to like um, encourage City to win the league as if they're not your local rivals and you're encouraging them to complete a feat that Man United are the only team in England to have done. So why would you be encouraging your closest rivals to match your best ever feat? Man United fans are embarrassing. And before we end this segment, I want to talk about um, a Man United fan, a Man United ex-player who today I uh, got into a interaction with on Twitter. Shout out Rio Ferdinand, top guy. We'll say I beefed him, but I was just raising a valid point. So on his podcast, he stated that if Arsenal bottled the league and finished second, Man United finishing third with a Carabao Cup is a better season. Where do you stand on that? Because I made The first, the first thing you said about if Arsenal fails to win the league, is it bottling it? I agree. I think it is bottling it. Because I, th- I think, yeah, and it is harsh. It is very harsh. No, yeah, shoot away. Especially shoot when you have a team like Man City in the league, yeah, which yeah. is almost shoot perfect. Shoot away, team. my guy. But if, if, it is, if Spurs were in your position, yeah, yeah, you would be yeah. absolutely screaming it. And it is a bottle because you, you have thrown it away. If England, I don't know, if there was a point system in England done it like that, we would say they're bottling it. Like, it just is what it is. Mm. It's not embarrassing. Embarrassing. I mean, you've got literally like the most vicious, well-oiled team in the world mm. chasing you down at every corner. Well-oiled is a nice way of putting it because they do be oiled. But uh, yeah, I mean, you might have got Fly Emirates though. Yeah, it's true that. But no, nah, yeah. it's, it's, it's not, it's not as oily. But um, yeah. Probably still is oily. Is it a better season to win? But yeah, talk to me. The Carabao Cup. Because I explicitly said in the... Rep- I got absolutely... I was a putting out a... Fishing rod. A and there were so many Man United boys just eating. I think if, if you're a football player, if you're if you're a player in this team, I think Anthony is going to be happier than Gabriel Jesus with if Arsenal finish second. If Arsenal yeah, finish second yeah, yeah. And, and Man United finish in the top four, Anthony's going to be the happier player. But Anthony's a wetty and Gabriel Jesus at is end used of day, to winning shit. They may not have, they've won they've won that trophy. They, they, they beat like, every team that they had to beat to, to win that trophy, which is fair enough, right? Mm. The grand scheme of things, it is more impressive for Arsenal to finish second 
and be that close to Man City than it is for Man United to finish wherever they do and win a trophy because they can only beat who's they put in front of. Yeah. So I replied a couple of uh, a few people. One was saying the Man United players will be happier. And I was like, yeah, maybe they will be. That wasn't the point of his um, discussion. His discussion was specifically who's had the better season, yeah. which would be Arsenal. If we were discussing who's got happier players, could be Man United. That wasn't discussion. So yeah, I still think Arsenal. And also, I said in the comments as well, if they'd won the Europa, they can still go on to win the Europa. Or if they won the FA Cup and finished third and Arsenal finished second, 100% Man United better season. Those are big cups. The Carabao Cup, yes, they can only win who they've had put in front of them. But I think if it was the other way around, Man United had used the same argument that the Carabao Cup is I mean, like an the Carabao token. Cup as well, though, it a lot of the time you see the top teams putting out second Dross, string teams. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I mean, you're always going to come down. You might have a team like Grimsby who get a little bit further than they should have and all power to them. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, I don't know how to yeah. do this, but on the YouTube video, I'll do a poll. Who, If Arsenal finish second with no trophies, United third with the Carabao. Who's had the better season? Let us know. Let us know down below. We're back after the break to talk about Unai Emery's Aston Villa. Good evening. Indeed. Bush, we're back again. Let's talk about Aston Villa. Wow, wow, wee, wow. <laughs> Unai Emery, come on, lad. Wow, wow, wee, wow. King of the castle. I, from what I remember of Emery, yeah, the football was very boring, very defensive. But Villa, oh my God, they are, they're electric. They are. They've got that kind of new manager bounce, but they're like bouncing still and hard. I, I really like, and we said this when he came in, he will make the front line cook and he's got Ollie Watkins chefing up Gordon Ramsay style, mate. Mate, Ollie Watkins is on another level. Being off of Rashford form. is the most informed player in the world. Ollie Watkins is the most informed player in the world. I'll I'll sit here and I'll say it. And I think he's so good. Front three of uh, Watkins, Rashford and Saka? I think it has to be. Harry, mate, you're going to have to take a seat. Sit down. Yeah, I was going to actually ask you this. I think I just spat on the mic. Um, who would you take as a backup to Harry Kane? Ivan Tony or Ollie Watkins? It's got to be... Ooh. It's got to be... Ooh. <laughs> oh, I, I've... Ivan Tony offers similar... Similar to Harry similar, Kane. Similar, yeah. Same, but different. He is he's, he is more similar to Harry Kane than Ollie Watkins. I think if you're looking for something different, give you a little bit of a different mode of attack, Ollie Watkins. Ollie Watkins is great. His ability to like run off the line and that's, I think, what, what, um, how he was absolutely murdering Newcastle. They've got quite a high press anyway. And in that high press, they kind of do the three uh three defenders and one of the fullbacks will push up and it's normally Tierney. They're not Tierney. Um Kieran Trippier. Trippier, that's the one. I knew it began with a T. Trippier. And he'll push up a little bit higher than Dan Byrne. And so there's always a gap on that right hand side, left hand side for Villa. And um he was just making runs every time Trippier would push forward, he'd make a run off him, lob through ball over, and he was just getting in numerous times. Numerous times. And 
couple of times he was offside or he just put the he finish does get wide. caught off a lot but that's that's good though you want he's that just making those runs all the time because even if you get caught offside the defender's now going to be always trying to track your run and half the time VAR will cock it up and it'll, <laughs> it'll get yeah. given onside anyway but, um, but yeah he was crazy he said on what was it? Sky Sports after the game he was talking to someone about it and he was like How instead he of running to the line he's running he's staying within Central, the box yeah. And you can tell he's, he's so much more dangerous and he always has been dangerous. His finish has not always been quite as good. Mm. But on, he, yeah, he's electric and that cushioned good. header down for the... Uh, oh, the Jacob assist. Ramsey goal was nice. It's, it's like just big brain. Mate. It is because he got pushed in the back as well. So it could have been a pen, but he didn't even care because he was like, I'll get pushed in the back and I'll do the naughtiest little backwards header. And then Jacob Ramsey, who I also thought had quite a good game. Oh, and I was thinking about this while I was watching the game. Brother versus well, brothers versus brothers. Who would you take, Jacob and Aaron Ramsey, or Joe and Chris Willock? All the polls oh, today, me. That's that's a hard one. I was thinking Pro- about it. Hey, was probably the Ramsey brothers. Yeah, I think so. Like Chris Willock is stinking. Oh, I was going to say Chris Willock is dragging Joe down because Joe's actually in quite a good form at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I had their peaks, man. I'd Chris, say at their peaks, Joe's got the highest peak. I think Chris Willock's better than Joe. Do you think? Peak. Oh. You look at Chris Willock from the beginning of the season when we were actually a football team. Yeah. Maybe I mean, maybe Chris is pulling you down then. But, um, but yeah. That's yeah just... we'll take... Let us know. <laughs> but yeah. Um, talk to me about Newcastle. So they had a little bit of a blip and then I think they got like four or five wins on the bounce. But the last couple of games, I've seen them kind of begin to start getting a little bit exposed. I think we need to remember, yeah, where they're sat in the league, their team is not of that calibre at all. Mm. They've got a very good right back. They've got a pretty decent centre back pairing. I like Botman, but I think he can be found out a bit. Yeah. I think he's better than Shah. Nick Pope is good. Yeah. But not the best with his feet. Dan Byrne probably could get levelled up on. I probably, think they'll probably get probably needs to get a good centre back, a left back in. Sorry, I think they'll probably get Tierney in the summer. And then, yeah, Bruno Gimaraes, quality, good, good, good player. But then around him, Longstaff is okay, but not could not, be upgraded. Not like top half. Joe Willock's okay, could not be upgraded. Top half Joe Linton's okay, probably could be upgraded. Joe Linton's all right. I think out of them three, he's my favourite one. Mm, I'll probably say Joe's my favourite one. And um, then Amaron. I think he's fallen off. I think he had the like naughtiest purple patch ever. Yeah, I don't even think he's starting at the moment. I think he's Jacob Ramsey on that side. Anthony Gordon. Anthony he's Gordon's the biggest a waste melt. of money. He's a melt. I think he's an absolute prick, and I think he's a waste of money. How can you beef your manager for subbing you, and then he has the manager has the good grace? To put you in the starting lineup for the next game, and, drop a and you drop a stinker. Yeah, but it can't help dropping a stinker because he is shit. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I do not have the facilities, mate. He's got he he scored a couple of deflections for Everton, and then thought he was the best things at sliced bread. Yeah, yeah, mate. It's... He would get sliced up. He's shit. Yeah, drop that... him, put him in the bin. Yeah, he's stale bread. And then you got Saint Maximan, who's decent to be fair, and then uh, front two of Callum Wilson and Isak alike. Isak is a baller. I think Isak's so good. I think Sam Max. But I'd still start Callum Wilson, I think. I, I would like to find a way of starting together. Yeah, maybe you go. I think I four, think four, their front three. three is better together, but you know, you've also got to try to get Sam Maximan in yeah, there. Maybe so. you put Isak on the wing. I th- he's technically really good. Yeah, and, and he played off the wing for um He'd be a brilliant out ball. 
Who do you play for? Dortmund. And the team before that in La Liga? Was it Betis? I don't oh, um, Malaga? I don't know, wherever he was. But um, he played on the. He has played on the wing, and I think he um, could do business there. He's like on the wing. But yeah, it's. Um, their, their squad isn't as good as their position. To, yeah, they just need to. But. They get out and get Champions League. They haven't invested heavy yet. Third or fourth, it doesn't matter. Get they, that Champions mate, League. Spot. If they got, if you, if you told me at the beginning of the season Newcastle were going to be in the Champions League positions that come the end of the season after Chelsea spent ridiculous money bought in Graham Potter, after Liverpool have like bought in Darwin Nunez, after Spurs, after Spurs had a good end to the good season. end of the season, yeah. bought in a lot of players, and Newcastle are flying high above all of them. Yeah, no, nah, it's a. It's a bloody good story for the Toons. And yeah, even if they drop points here and there, as long as they squeeze out one of those Champions League spots, I think that season is outrageous. It'll go down in history, getting them back into the Champions League for the first time in like Mate, they are, 20 they're years. They're a massive club, isn't it? Yeah, it so is. it'll be huge for them. But yeah, let's quickly touch a bit more on Aston Villa, who are on their own Six journey, points off on their own League, journey for European football. Because when the league. they... Add Gerard. Is Gerard the one directly before Unai Emery? Or was oh, there someone else? Mate. No, it was Gerard, wasn't it? Yes. And they were so bad. I actually had them to get relegated. Because I didn't think they'd have the balls to get rid of Gerard. And if they didn't, he would have taken them down. It is mental what a good manager can do. Like, Because, yeah, the squad is good. The squad, the squad is good. And he it, just came in. I don't know if it's top six good. Literally, no. He came in after the transfer window, so literally done nothing. I just it's got them playing outstanding football. It was always a shame that it never worked for him at Arsenal, mm. but he, he you can't deny he, he's had some sort of impact. Whether it lasts is a different story. Like you look at Brighton on Derby, that I think that will last. I, I don't see that filtering off unless I he gets poached. I don't know if Villa will continue this into next season even to the mm. end of this season yeah the problem with Unai Emery is he's so pragmatic that after a while he becomes easily found out and he's not very good at switching up his style he'll very much plan A he'll just move no leagues and move team and then his style will work again for a bit and then get found out and then he'll move team work and move leagues so yeah I think Villa if they can get European football though and then maybe with investment give him some time maybe he does get them into like a happy top half I mean, European even even team. one season in Europa League can be pretty decent and, he, and he's that guy he loves the Europa League doesn't he's he? that guy he loves the Europa yeah. League but yeah it's a, it's a mad mad season um, yeah, and it's, sort of, it's sort of really thrown me because I I don't know who's good and who's bad anymore because suddenly out of nowhere these teams go on like these amazing runs and they do brilliantly like I if you look at the table now, who would have predicted Leicester and West Ham to be battling for relegation? And Bournemouth out here. Bournemouth out here. Climbing. Catching scouts, mate. Climbing. And then you've got Newcastle and Villa in the top six. And then in seventh place, you've got Brighton and you've got Chelsea in the bottom half of the table, six points off relegation, whatever it is. Eight yeah, points. yeah. Mate, if Chelsea got relegated, it would be so good. It would make me so happy. They're genuinely nothing that would make me happier would you rather see Chelsea get relegated or Arsenal win the league that's a good question <laughs> no it's not that is a good question it's, nah, it's, it's Arsenal but they're irrelevant man nah but like Let them put, do you know the detriment it does to a club if they get relegated and they're that big nah it won't even make a difference 
It will. I think everything just spirals No, because you, like, you get like... Um, They've got like, so many players on like a million year contract. Get a, imagine... You get, you get a grace period. Yeah, but imagine Enzo Fernandez on like... You tell him... They've got to go down... In the championship. No, no, they'll go down, yeah. And then they'll... Sh- literally won't lose a game. They're bad. They're bad. Could you imagine that they bring in Enzo Fernandez and Mujic and they're like... Boys... Eight and a half year contract. They've just given Enzo a contract extension. Exactly. They're yeah. stuck there. And they're like, they're like, boys, we're going to win everything with Graham Potter. Oh, Graham Potter's gone. Oh, you're playing in the championship. <laughs> Enjoy it. Switch away. That's so funny. Mate, yeah, it's uh, good times, man. Good times. Um, let's talk about Liverpool. Yeah. Are they good? Are they back? No. That Le- is my Leeds, honest Leeds opinion. conceding 11 goals in two games. Leeds are shit. And I like Leeds, but their defence is so bad. And it got to the stage, like when Liverpool battered United, it's like at 3 4 nil. Just, just shut, up. Yeah. shut up, shut up. What are you doing? Their Leeds were doing the same thing. They were just pressing so high and just getting the found, like, found out. The long ball to Salah was right. Salah was cooking, mate. And um, Cody Gakbo looked good. Jota looked good. Trent at the CDM looked good. But I think. For me, he only works there in games where they're playing a against sh- a shit a shite team. Yeah, no. It's, if you come, if he comes to get some like midfield general, he yeah. gets ran ragged. If they were to play Man City or if they played Real Madrid with Cruz, Modric, and Valverde, they would ruin Trent's career, mate. If he comes up against a half decent, he would not be able to do anything against he the Arsenal have, midfield. His nothing. his defensive IQ is terrible, and I can't imagine his midfield IQ is that good. Well, you you need the fattest IQ to play midfield. And Probably may, maybe the biggest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, my guy don't have that. I don't know. I, I don't know if he. I don't think he's like a low IQ player. No, I, just, no, I, think, I think he generally has. You don't have that much vision. And that much like forethought too, because he plays balls across the pitch, yeah, and just knows where players are going to be. Like you practice that, yeah. but you also got to have some level of IQ to be able to do that, like more than the average right back, I would say. Yeah, but I think he likes he, it when you give him time. I think if you came up against a team that pressed him well and heavily, he'd shit the bed. The a reason bit. Trent was so valuable and is so valuable to Liverpool is because you have a number ten playing in the right back role mm. which offers it it changes the dynamic and the dimensions of your pitch because you are then playing a game in a different dimension to what any other team could do because they do not have the range of passing available to them in the right back position five dimensions mate probably more how many could dimensions like are we living in is it four yeah I think so <laughs> well, we're definitely 3D and then we have like some other dimension okay. like sound or something I don't know. Let us know. <laughs> but yeah, he he is unbelievable, and I I would love to see him thrive, see my boy thrive again. But it seems to be the curse of an English at the minute. <laughs> Deli Ali falling off hard, and it seems like he's trying to take like Trent, Reese James, and all Chilwell, the boys down. Yeah, all these men down with him. But yeah, I don't know. Um, Phil Foden's back in training. Totally off topic, but not entirely off topic because we're talking about English players on the decline. If you haven't watched it, Tifo have done kind of like an expose on um, a snooze addiction that has hit the Premier League. Not just Premier League. Well, it's hit wide. like just yeah. yeah football in general, but I think it's like prominent now in the Premier League, whereas like it hadn't been. And um, oh, do you remember like 
five, six, seven, I don't know how many podcasts ago it was. Well, they got we, the we're talking player. about the guy on the sideline that was doing snooze. And we were like baffed about it. We're like, yeah. what is going on there? And it's interesting that TIFO have kind of like cottoned on to that. And they have obviously done their own investigation. It's mad. TIFO have got so much clout. And they've so got yeah, so many inside scoops. And I don't yeah. know all the details, but from what the, check it out in the video. They said that like apparently like every Premier League team now has like one dedicated player that will bulk buy snooze online and distribute it to the players yeah. in their team. And they're like selling it to like the under 13s or 14s. Which the is academy mental. prospects in that club are all addicted to snooze. They're getting sold by the higher players. And, and apparently, I think the stats could be wrong, but from what I remember, it said free um, England international, like current England yeah. internationals are addicted to snooze. Um, so many different stats that just blew my mind. So, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of interested to see how that develops in terms of like a. I, I think I think like the football governing body will, will eventually shut it down. Mm. I know it's on their like their ones to watch list almost like yeah 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 <laughs> like a wonder kid. No, it's um it's on their like substance watch list. Obviously, they've got thousands and thousands of substances that are banned mm. and resulting bans if you ever get take, caught taking them. But things like this, I mean, it's it's not illegal for no. a footballer to vape. Obviously, you've got like vape inside a stadium, but yeah footballers I mean Verratti's like famous for smoking isn't he yeah it's Always just it's, yeah it's so interesting because like there's players that all like that we were talking about that Man United guy on the bench will take it before he gets subbed on I've seen um, news of players that are like before penalty shootouts do snooze and then go and take their penalty I think they um, they said Larson in the game that qualified Sweden for the World Cup against Romania took it before his penalty so it's just such an interesting topic because apparently man. yeah it's like in Scandinavia, it's been like commonplace for like decades, but it's only like in the last few years hit it's the It's only UK. the edgy people who go out and like, oh, you whip out their titty, you think, oh, what are you doing, mate? Yeah, so now it's like a UK sporting epidemic. Mate, I'm I can't wait to, about. I can't wait to go down Power League yeah, and see like 15 year old kids just doing snooze before yeah, they Yeah, it's mad. It's mad. So yeah, if you're an academy prospect that's getting sold snooze by first teamers, let us know who the first teamer is so we can do an expose, please. And if you know who that uh, football rapper is, let us know as well. Yes. This is kind of like just news hour for Ball Draw. Um, there is a Premier League rapper, allegedly, all alleged, that is... I'm uh, not a rapper. That has become a famous rapper in the UK grime scene, but he wears a mask to not reveal his identity at the moment, at least. And so there's rumours spiralling around about who this Premier League player is that has um, become a rapper. I've heard... Solid rumours of Wilfred Zaha. I think I put I, top three are currently Zaha, Eddie Nketiah, and Reese Nelson. The one that I've heard like pretty solid stuff about though, Courtney Howes. Oh really? Yeah. Why? What have you heard about him? Just heard things. Well, I've heard. I've not about that. My most solid source is Eddie Nketiah because the way he speaks. Because Eddie has like previous videos of him like young rapping. Yeah. He's, he's like got bars and that. And there's a bar in the rapper's thing about having a G-Wagon. Eddie's got a G-Wagon. So, yeah, intrigued to let, uh, intrigued to find out who I, that I, is. Mate, I hope it's Will Hughes. Oh, yeah, I hope it's like the whitest Donny, like Ben Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, yeah. Oh, Jay's Milner, bro. Just, uh, <laughs> just someone so funny. and Yeah, just like white, middle-class man. Yeah, to be fair. In the grime scene. It, it, I'm not gonna lie, don't do it for me. 
Nah, well, I, I get um, diversifying your portfolio, <laughs> but. Just stick to football, mate, mate. Unless you're like benched religiously. Nah, because like, then it's like you just take up a side hobby, mate. <sighs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's funny though. Before we close the segment, can I just shout out my boy Eze? Yeah, every time he's flourishing, mate. Flourishing on the old man Hodgson. As a Did you bring him in your fantasy team? No, I was gonna. I've got him in my fantasy. Dropped a sixteen pointer. Yeah, I was gonna get him in, but yes, um, please. Yeah, I didn't. I was gonna get him in for Rashford, but. I, I, I didn't I did. really think I, I woke up on Saturday morning uh, about six minutes before the deadline <laughs> That's after a fairly right. heavy night and then yeah Tom told me about your fairly heavy yeah. night I won't divulge and on then, um, on <laughs> <laughs> and then um, realised fantasy deadline was about to happen yeah that's fair and I just made sure my captain was who I wanted to be and then left it yeah fantasy's deaded it out for me I, it's okay I'm trying to if you're in the board draw league get excited because it's coming to an end and we've still got um a winner or whoever takes home the dub gets the a prize takes it all ross is coming though i'm i think i'm 19th place in the league i'm climbing so oh, about three thousand people so if i end up winning in a league made by us that's an l for everyone else but um yeah we'll be back after this break for predictions predictions Back again for our weekly predictions. Just stink up for another week, stink baby. Stink up. So we're missing a couple. I think a couple, maybe just one game. One, two, three. No four, Man five. City. Yeah, no Man City. Oh, no Man United either. Would they? Oh, so no Brighton. So yeah, no Chelsea. So we've got eight games. We'll run through them all. Friday night under the lights. Arsenal in a big, big game because we're off of back-to-back draws. We're hosting Southampton, who earlier in the season took points off of us. So. Not the as easy yeah, as but Southampton are stinky, mate. You pack it in for the season, go home, enjoy the championship next year. They're on their local beach already. Arsenal three nil. I think we come back with a bang. I'm gonna join you, Arsenal three nil. Come on, that'd be nice. Fulham, who I said were on the beach, but they dropped a nice little result last week uh, against Leeds, who have shipped five and then six back to back. So is this going to be seven? No. 2-1 Fulham. Yeah, I think it'll be a good game. I, I, As bad as Leeds are conceding goals, going forward, they're good. They had Liverpool scared a few times. And so I think there's goals. I'm going to go for a two-all draw. Ooh, I like that. Got to be nice sport as well, mad. Cool. Oh, yeah, it's the early kickoff, isn't it? That's how we do it. That, that, is, that do be how it works. Um, Brentford versus Aston Villa. The high flyers of last season versus this year's surprise package, maybe? This this half of the year. I don't know. Mental. Will Villa continue their astonishing their run of form? Fine, fine form. I think you'd be stupid to bet against them at this point. Yeah, and Brentford had a bit of a shocker. Like I we both backed them to beat Wolves and they dropped a two nil stinker. So Brentford were recently on a very good run. Ivan Tony was cooking. How is he not in jail yet? Facts. I'm going to go for, oh, I think maybe another draw. I'm going to go two all. I've done back-to-back two twos. I'm going to go two. I'm going to go one nil Aston Villa. One nil Aston Villa. One nil Aston Villa. It's a bit of a stinker. Um, Crystal Palace. Roy's men. Absolutely 73 nil. Eze with all 73. If I I do 73 nil, do you have to put that as the... um... Yeah, I'll happily do that. All right. 73 nil. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to go for a 1-0 I'm 
Actually, let me go say like less crazy. Eleven <laughs> nil. Eleven nil Palace. Eleven <laughs> nil Palace. Fine. That just looks like a I've mistaken it for a one nil and accidentally <laughs> double done one. Leicester hosting Wolves. <laughs> oh mate. Wolves how did Wolves beat Brentford? I don't know, but Wolves, Wolves aren't bad. They're just so mid-table mediocre. They've been so boring for so long. Yeah. Um, which they shouldn't be because they've got bare Portuguese man in there. They've got the shirts on flair, you know. They've got that Latina spice. They do, indeed. Is but, Portugal um, classified as Latino? I, I, mate, you're asking the wrong person. Look at me. Nah, I think that's just exclusively America, isn't it? So Latin America, like, Colombia. Yeah, no. I was thinking, yeah, it's not Portuguese. Portuguese is like, I don't know. Mediterranean. Mediterranean. Pretend, I don't know. You're asking the wrong people. But um, yeah, Lopetegui versus fucking Dean Smith. Dean. 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 Uh, I don't know. I don't care. 2 1 Wolves. Think, yeah, I think Wolves cook them. I'm going to go 2 1 Wolves as well. I mean, at least if Leicester get relegated, Madison will go to a different club. Yeah, I think Newcastle will have him. Hard of your bands. Because he's like the perfect upgrade on Joe Willock, isn't he? Because they both play that kind of like get into the box or in and around the box kind of number eight slash ten and James Madison's just a big upgrade on him I agree Liverpool off of two decent results a draw against Arsenal and an absolute battering of Leeds United they lost this reverse fixture earlier in the season didn't they 1-0 Taiwo Anigi I think it was Awani but I can't see that happening again Forrest, I was excited when Awani first came in you know Forrest are well and truly off the boil yeah not that they're ever like on the boil I mean you know you're off the boil when you have to come out and be like yeah we're not sacking our manager <laughs> yeah. which was funny because the Watford you know Watford were like, <laughs> yeah, they what? literally just appointed Chris Wilder and they, they, they like, have we're to sticking come by out. Chris till, at least till the end of the season <laughs> but oh, yeah Liverpool I reckon they shag them 4-0 yeah, yeah. Oh, it could be more you know uh, I'm going to go for a 2-0 2-0 conservative yeah but he's not a conservative that's why I like him I'm a QPR fan fuck the Tories Bournemouth versus West Ham. Gary O'Neill. Oh, this is a good game, you know, because West Ham, they've been a bit wobbly, picked up good results here and there, and then bad results here and there, but they need to be picking up results against the teams in and around them. And Bournemouth, flying. But I reckon West Ham do it. I'm going to go 2-0 West Ham. Actually, 2-1 West Ham. Ooh, I'm going to go one all draw. One all draw. One all draw. Yeah, I was going to say... Uh, Solanke yeah, and Bowen. That's what I I had 2-0 and then I remembered Solanke's on decent form at the moment. I like Solanke. Yeah, I think and I think player. Gary O'Neill's the third best manager in the league. Behind... Deserby and... Pep Guardiola. Pep Guardiola. No, no. Newcastle Spurs, that's a good game as well. It is a good game. Two teams that... We're battling it out both for the Champions League. Both will be playing football, yeah. I think Newcastle currently fourth, Spurs currently fifth. I don't know if a result for Spurs swings it and they get into the Champions League spot, but that's a big game. I reckon Newcastle, after that thumping, to be fair, both of them will be fuming with their last result, but I think Newcastle, as a team, have the cojones to bite back, whereas Spurs, they get embarrassed and then do nothing about it so I think it's a win for Newcastle and I think it's a 2-1 win for Newcastle the only positive for Spurs yeah recently is that Son has started he's got two goals in like his last three yeah or something it's alright I mean for someone that was 
top goal scorer last season. The drop off is catastrophic. Yeah, I don't know. I just like I, I just think you've got Harry Kane in your team, so you've always got a chance of winning pretty much any game. You do. Um But yeah, they just are oh, poor, aren't they? Like how you ship three goals to Bournemouth. Yeah, well Arsenal ship two, so I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to speak too much. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I but you just needed two like the first like ten minutes or something, Yeah, yeah it? it was rough. Good goals though. Um yeah, I'm gonna go for a oh, Controversial. 2-1 Spurs. 2-1 Spurs for you. 2-1 Newcastle for me. And that is all the predictions. That's all our predictions. Yeah. I mean, we're getting towards the end of the season now. How many? We've got six more game weeks after this. Yeah, I was trying to ponder because we're going to do something special for episode 50. And I didn't know if that was going to be a new season episode or an end of this season episode because I didn't know when episode 50 would happen. But I'm th- leaning towards end of this season. It's going to be end of the season, isn't it? Because we'll have like a couple of Champions League weeks and whatever. So I think it'll be... So get excited for episode 50. We're going to do something special. Yeah, but that's another episode done. I hope you're enjoying We've got Champions League tonight. Quarterfinals. It's going to be very leg. exciting. Very exciting Juicy. Times. Although I think... To- Actually, no. Tonight's oh, ones are Chelsea. Mate, did you see... Is it Chelsea and AC Milan? Real Madrid have dropped a video about Barcelona's yes. allegations. Wow. But it was all in Spanish, so it took me a while to kind of digest. It's gonna, going. it's gonna get spicy, mate. Though. It's gonna be good. And like, what's happened about Man City's title re- revocations? Yeah, how did that kind of mate that came away? Do you know, what, like, honestly, the f- football season does something weird to your head because things happen and they seem like the biggest things in the world for like a week, and then suddenly you forget about it. I like, see all the drama at the moment about the Arsenal players not uh, staying alone to that little girl mascot. It is a bit wanky, but it's not that deep, is Mega it? Mega wanky, but yeah, like you said, it's not that deep. I think in that moment, it's a shitty thing of them to do. But I think what a lot of people are forgetting is like, she's part of a day where they'll spend loads of time with her at other points in the day. Well, uh, mate, also, so, like, does it really? Like, but I, yeah, I know it's just say hello to her. her talk to like, her. It, I think it's worse if they're like leaving the stadium and they, they like don't acknowledge that. The they didn't like whatever. fucking boot her in the face. Like <laughs> everybody just calmed down. Mate, yeah, I know. It, it's, it's a bit, it's, I don't know. But, but yeah. Obviously you want them to be a bit more, but it is what it is. They're about to go play a match. They're, they're focused, they're zoned up. But um, football be footballing. Yeah, like the whole Tuchel and uh, Conte thing. That was this season. Yeah. So much has happened. Oh, what? Andy Robertson got chinned by Lino. That was only last week. Mitro chinned a referee. Tony, Ivan Tony's got five million accounts of betting allegations. We should do him. a end of the season roundup. Yeah. Just every yeah, big, we should. The top 10 big headlines of the season. Do you know like... Big fat quiz, quiz of, of the year. year. Yeah. But we'll do that. Big fat quiz of the season. Hush the... Mute the mic. Yeah, well, that's our idea. I'm watching all you podcasts, man. It's still our ideas. Suck your mums. Um, but remember uh, to subscribe, guys, yeah? yeah? But subscribe, please. Coma video coming out soon. Been working on it hard. Um, yes. Ajax video coming out after that. Working on it hard as well. But um, yeah, it's been Bordraw. Thanks very much for watching, guys. Hope Wish all your teams the best this weekend, yeah? Um, and yeah, we'll catch you on the flip side, thank you so much for watching. It's been Bordraw. Like, comment, subscribe, follow all our socials. Hit us up. Let us know what you think. Bosh. Bye.